Sometimes I can't breathe with no air. That's why I got to part ways with my. Actually, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. Jacob, yeah, me how's neither. it going? Where were... <laughs> yeah, no, where were you going with that? Let's not let's not talk about things we can't control. Okay, this right. is just another chapter. We can control that. The book club style podcast where we talk about anything and anything, well, everything and anything book related. Well, mainly Harry Potter specific. So, Jacob, before we get into today's episode, chapter 36, The Parting of Ways, how are you? Uh, I am exquisite. Exquisite. I, thank you. I like that. How like are you? Um, I wasn't prepared for you to ask me that question, but I'm, I'm also exquisite. Thank you very much for asking. Yes, yes. excellent. Um, anyways, guys, this is chapter 36, The Parting of Ways. Jacob and I had a very awkward interaction right there, but it's okay. It kind of talks about our, our, our podcast dynamic together. So, Jacob, I'm going to shut up now while you uh, give us your deep, deep, in-depth review of The Parting of Ways. Yeah, and as we, as we learned in the last chapter, the defense against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts is not actually Mad-Eye Moody. It's Barty Crouch Jr., who we thought was in Azkaban, but he really wasn't. He really wasn't at all. And he's there. He just took the Veritas serum. He told them about everything, all the plan, how he was the one who got Harry to win the Triwizard Tournament for Voldemort. And Dumbledore is just looking at him with disgust. And he tells McGonagall, just stay in guard for now. And Snape, you go get Madame Pomfrey and Cornelius Fudge. Tells Harry to follow him. Uh, Sirius is waiting for him upstairs in his in his office. Harry doesn't want to, doesn't even want to think of what happened. He's still thinking about Cedric. He's like, what, what's what will I do? His parents are here. I feel awful. And they they're they're currently with Professor Smout, Sprout, the head of Hufflepuff. She knows him best, so right now she can comfort uh, his parents um, for now. So they enter his office, Dumbledore's office, and Sirius comforts Harry as he sits down, only kind of half listening to what he's uh, Dumbledore tells Sirius. He's just kind of, once again, like kind of a dream state after what happened tonight. He doesn't, he still can't believe so much has happened. And Dumbledore asks Harry exactly what happened after he touched the trophy in the maze. And Sirius is like, can we just push this off tomorrow? He's already been through so much. And Dumbledore doesn't even acknowledge what Sirius just said. He says, that will do no good, basically. Um, I wish I could put you in a numbing sleep to kind of ease you out of this pain. But I need you to be brave one last time for me, Harry. And Harry begins to speak and visions and night flash, night flashes through his eyes, through his mind. He tells him about how Wormtail cut his arm, took his blood, and how he needed his blood to make Voldemort strong. And now he can touch Harry without pain after um, not being able to do so um, after the initial curse 13, or 14 years ago. Or, yes, 13 years ago, sorry. When Harry began to tell him about the golden beam, um, it was almost like he couldn't speak. Sirius kind of filled in the blanks and uh, wondered uh, how the wands could be connected. And Dumbledore says, priori incantatum, priorities of Jason Tatum. The reverse reverse spell effect. And he says, Harry's and Voldemort's wands, they share a core 
the feather from the tail of a phoenix. He says, Mr. Ollivander told me the day you got that wand. It's, uh, it was a reverse. It reverses their last spell um, when the wands were connected. The shadow of the living emerged. That's uh, who Harry saw that night. They all appeared in reverse order. The last spell is Voldemort used. And um, they're all killings. So it's, they all came back uh, in reverse order of the last people he killed. Harry describes what he what they did and how they spoke to him and how Voldemort seemed a bit scared of them. And Fox, uh, meanwhile, uh, who's there, Fox the Phoenix, is just healing Harry up. Good old Phoenix, um, giving those tears to heal up Harry's leg. So big Dumbledore, yes, yeah, big shout out, big shout out. Dumbledore, after uh, Harry tells him all that stuff, says he, man, I appreciate that. Uh, your bravery uh, was just amazing. Um, thank you for, for doing that. And uh, I, he's just hyping him up like, I got you. I got you, young lad. So they head to the hospital wing where Miss Weasley, Ron, Hermione, and Bill are there waiting, trying to demand to see uh, Harry. Uh, Miss Weasley cries out when she sees Harry. She's like, oh, my God. Um, Dumbledore, uh, Dumbledore steps in and uh, says, Harry, he's been through a lot. You got to, guys, got to leave him alone unless he wants you there. And Harry, at this point, he's, he's just feeling a huge sense of relief, kind of a bit of a weight off his shoulder. And um, Dumbledore says to Madame Pomfrey, um, this dog is very well trained and he will be with Harry um, for now. So don't you worry about this dog, uh, by the way. <laughs> All right. That's kind of kind of sus. No. When when has there ever been dogs inside Hogwarts? But anyways. <laughs> well, so, when Sirius was a student. Not inside Hogwarts. Not likely. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Life is so, built different. It's, it's different. So across the room, the real Mad-Eye Mooney is there. He's being treated by Madame Pomfrey and she lets Harry know he will be all right. Um, and she comes back with some anti-dream potion for Harry and Harry falls asleep with his friends around him um, basically immediately after a very rough night. So the next morning, Harry is woken by loud arguing from Fudge and McGonagall um, saying, regrettable, but all the same, he says, um, to, to McGonagall and, and she says you shouldn't have brought that inside the castle so Fudge is striding across the room asking to speak to Dumbledore and Dumbledore walks in on cue wondering why McGonagall isn't watching Barty Crouch Jr and she says the minister has already tended to that situation and Harry's basically up right now and had never seen McGonagall this angry ever even after she's given them detention and all that stuff he's never seen her like this we learn uh, that Fudge brought in a Dementor and did the Dementor's kiss on Barty Crouch Jr., um, essentially killing him because that's what it does. So Dumbledore is furious and he's like, how can he even give testimony now? And Fudge says it doesn't matter. He was a lunatic who thought he was doing the Dark Lord's bidding. And Dumbledore says he was getting instructions directly from the Dark Lord. And Fudge is like, he's denying it. He says, this is not true. The Dark Lord is not back. And Dumbledore is, is essentially saying, are you kidding me? We have multiple witnesses. We, uh, we've seen it. We've heard it. We've heard him confess before you killed him. And uh, at this point, he notices that Harry is awake. And Fudge says, uh, you're really going to take Harry's word for it? And Sirius starts growling at him. And Dumbledore says, "Bruh, you've been reading Rita Skeeter's stories, aren't aren't you? You're, you're you're shook from that. Is that is that it?" 
And then Fudge says, well, bro, you've been hiding a parcel tongue. His scar hurts. He's probably just a delusional young kid. And Dumbledore has fury once again brewing from his eyes. And Harry snaps and says, it happened. Um, I'll give you all the names from there, from the, the Death Eaters that night. He starts listing them off, saying Malfoy, Crab, Goyle, McNair, not. And Fudge is just like, no, that's rubbish. They were all cleared 13 years ago. This boy is clearly insane. And Snape turns um, as he heard Malfoy, almost like a reflex. But uh, he, he, he fixes right back on to Fudge after that. McGonagall snaps. Cedric died, uh, she says. There's no way he's just some, there's no way it was just a random lunatic. And Fudge says, no way, no way. I don't believe you. This boy is a liar. None of this is true. And Dumbledore is like, please just believe us. Voldemort is back. You need to remove the Dementors from Azkaban because the Dementors will, will switch sides and join Voldemort in his allegiance. Dumbledore warns him. He's saying, you've got to take us seriously. And, and then he says, you need to make peace with the Giants before it's too late. Dumbledore is just basically just trying to plead to let him believe us even in the slightest way says if you don't take these measures you will be if you do take these measures you'll be remembered fondly but otherwise not not good things will come about your legacy and fudge is just like nah you're you're demented dumbledore you're demented. everyone at this point no it's a little bit like that a little bit like a dementor <laughs> everyone is basically shook they can't believe he's just denying all this after what happened after seeing cedric having been uh, killed um so Dumbledore says, you must act now. I'm not against you. I'm not trying to deal with, with what you're saying. I'm just against Voldemort. And Fudge is just mad. And he thinks Dumbledore is wrong, says he's not back. He can't be. As Snape walks forward, whips out his arm and shows the dark mark on his arm, the, the, the marking. He says, it's been burning since he called us. That's why Karkarov already fled. And Fudge just says, ain't no way. Dumbledore... I don't know what all your staff is up to, but you're all crazy. It's not me that's crazy. You're crazy. And he gives Harry his winnings and then he just leaves. So Dumbledore is like, damn, what am I supposed to do if the Minister of Magic doesn't believe us? So he's a wise man, though. He turns to Molly Weasley and says, I can trust you, right? I can trust you and Arthur. Can you, uh, can you go and get, um, get, deliver a message to him uh, saying that Fudge has gone mad? And Dumbledore... It basically says go go give the message and um but then bill says uh i'll go deliver the message um arthur will round up some people in the ministry that he can trust to help us with this cause and mcgonagall is sent to go get hagrid madame pomfrey uh is sent out to go get winky and as they leave uh he tells sirius to turn back, back to normal molly is shook but ron's like bro it's okay it's just it's just serious black he's not as bad as you think and snape is like He's shook because he doesn't know. He didn't really realize. And he's mad. And he's like, hmm. But Dumbledore says, I invited him here. I trust both of you. Now's the time to put your differences aside. And it's time to stand united. He tells Sirius to go find Lupin, Remus Lupin, Arbella Fig, Mundungus Fletcher, the old such, crowd, basically. What? <laughs> such a bad name, man. Yeah, Mundungus. What the? Mundungus, Mundungus. Uh, yeah, so he says, uh, we're, we're getting all the old crowd back together and just lay low for now. He turns to Snape and says, you know what to do. He then uh, says, um, 
you must go see the diggeries and just go speak to them Harry's mad. He thinks it's his fault. He uh, he made Cedric take the the porky with him. Miss Weasley gives him a big big hug and just is the biggest hug that Harry's ever felt. And he's overcome with emotions and he just feels just just awful at this point. And uh, he ends up drinking some more of that potion to go right back to sleep. And that's where this chapter ends. Wow, goaded uh, once again a goaded chapter. These last two chapters are. Uh, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. It's um, same thing that happened at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban, where you know, it's just um, chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter, just like a fucking banger. Like I don't think we've had a bad chapter in 15, 20 chapters. Am I wrong in saying that? I I can't remember. There's bare. I don't. Even, there's barely been any like mediocre chapters in this entire book so the, the most mediocre chapter was really like the house liberation the elf liberation act but even then like looking back at it now it serves its purpose like yeah it, it, it makes sense yeah it makes and in, in the context of the book it makes a lot of sense and it adds as we know about winky and dobby and all that stuff it makes it makes sense um in the whole context of the book they have to be here for the plot and that's why it was just it's setting it up and that's what's that's what this this chapter this this these books are it's it's setting it up to get to these last few chapters and really well done really well done and essentially it's just such a last yesterday guys i went on a little tangent about how much i love dumbledore but fuck do i love dumbledore <laughs> oh and how much do i hate? can we just rant about how bad cornelius fudge is jacob oh <laughs> i'd like for you to um, please oh. the fact okay um he thinks there's a plot uh against him essentially and he uh, tampers with evidence the leader of the magic world, the minister of magic, tampers with evidence without really consulting anyone else. He should be removed basis, based off of just that. I know that's not necessarily how the politics work in the Ministry of Magic, but that is just just awful. And um, I'm not exactly sure how he got exactly around McGonagall. It's not like she could have really stopped him. He brought a freaking Dementor inside and just got rid of the evidence all the without even hearing it out he just says he's a lunatic too bad he's dead i don't care um no way voldemort's back he should be an azkaban cornelius fudge should be an azkaban and yeah what the hell is wrong with him how does he not believe there's literally 10 people there's there's ron well, actually ron doesn't really say much in this there's harry who literally saw voldemort he saw his friend die what would be the point in lying about this He's trusting Rita Skeeter over seven people who were close to the truth. How? How? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just because um, he's basically Trump 2.0. That's Let's the same vibes I got. He'd rather let a virus in that case, in this case, Voldemort run rampant than to take any type of accountability or to reform something. He's letting people essentially die when he knows there's a threat. He should be an Azkaban. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. You're not wrong in any way, shape, or form. He should be an Azkaban. Not only that, um, he should be executed. Dementor's kiss. I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, 
he's willingly letting Voldemort roam free around the world because he refuses to believe a 14 year old who time after time again has been caught up in a situation where Voldemort um, was trying to kill him a the first time he was dead born the first time that Voldemort attacked second time Harry's first year third time Harry's second year and the fourth time was you know a couple hours ago I, I think now it would, would have been a couple of days no it was same day kind of fly but regardless is sorry. He just, sorry he just refuses to like sorry no it's okay he just refuses to um he refuses to believe harry just because he's he's young and it kind of goes into that whole thing that we don't really have to get into where it's just like people just automatically discredit young people just because of the fact that they're young but the fact is that if harry saw Voldemort, why the fuck would he lie about that like he says he doesn't want the prize money shouldn't you be like oh wait he didn't actually kill cedric what the fuck and like i thought they said they were making precautions so that nobody would be able to die at the tournament and if that's the case someone died but not even that if somebody did die on the tournament shouldn't you be able to pinpoint as to what killed him you know like yeah um honestly how like if if it wasn't Voldemort who killed him what is Cornelius Fudge's idea of what killed Cedric like is he really like he's really all in his own head and he's well, once again, it's it's the daily profit that's causing more damage than it does good. And in the next book, it's going to do a lot more damage as well. But right now, it's it's just it's uh, uh, planting the seeds of just absolute destruction in the wizarding world. And yeah, I'm going to pin a lot of the blame on the daily profit um, to the, the downfalls of what's going to come through. The fact that they're not going to he's taking cues from the daily profit instead of people who literally saw the truth and it's just it just it's maddening to see that really is joe i hate cornelius fudge who the fuck named somebody fudge your name literally looks like shit i'm sorry i'm sorry but um there's so many things i love this chapter but it also has like We're 36 chapters in, and I don't want to say that we need more chapters, but this should have been something that was like separated into a couple, into another chapter. I think there was a lot of information um, that came Could all have been expanded on. Yeah, like I wish it would have expanded a little bit more. Like I, I wish we would have kind of like, I wish we would See, have kind of, sorry, yeah, go. The thing is, I, the way, because I, we both, we both watched the whole series I liked it. I liked the way that this chapter did, went. As soon as Fudge leaves, Dumbledore is exactly what needs to be done. And it sets up the next book. Um, essentially, that's what they're going to be doing. They they have a plan already rolling. They don't know how it's going to work, but that's what Dumbledore is setting up. And I don't think it needed to be expanded on because it will be kind of touched on in the next book. And it's just, it's kind of like a, a little bit of a tease. And I understand wanting to, to get more, like you can get a little bit more expanded on like even just a few things like saying like Snape, you know what to do. Like, what is it? At least like he tells Sirius where he's going and he tells uh, Molly what she needs to do, but I I'm fine with it like that, but um, I can understand that you want more, but I think the more will come in the order of the Phoenix essentially is what I'm getting at. 
Okay, you know, you know, wrong. Um, I know. I know. The only reason why I say I want more is because I, I, I kind of wanted to be in the room where it happened. I wanted to be in the room where, um, you know, he got the Dementors kiss. I want to see more of McGonagall just kind of like cooking because, like, it's it's documented in this book that like we we've never seen Minerva in this situation, um, like very angry. So I would have liked to kind of see how that entire thing transpired, but I understand not. Um, I guess really that would be the only thing I'd like to have its own chapter. But to be honest, like a lot of thing, a lot of things that happen. Like Snape is not one to normally like stand up for Harry, but he says, "Look at my fucking mark." Yeah, literally. So, Ooh. because he knows, um, he knows the threat and the fact because he is a former death eater he, he knows what it means and he was the one that uh, i think um the one he was alluding to at, in the graveyard saying one that will never come back to me um i'm pretty sure that's snape who he's talking about so good on you snape for for joining the good the good team um and uh yeah no this is this is a really good chap two back-to-back I want to give this one, I know, I know you say you want it expanded more, but I like that it was a little bit vague in um, the way it was done, because I think that's, that was a lot what is missing at the end of the Goblet of Fire in the movie, Mm. not understanding what's going to be coming next, but um, this explains it super well, what's going to be happening in the next book, um, essentially, so I really appreciated this chapter, and if I could, I would give this uh, uh, another another six out of five but it's five out of five because i really like this chapter a lot i'm gonna give it a four out of five um wow okay no fuck that i'm gonna give it a five out of five i think i'm just trying no, to no, be an no. asshole no no, no, no i'm no. gonna give it a five out of five you you have nothing um to, to do with why i'm giving it a five out of five <laughs> it's it's just i don't know i just i feel as if i i'd be like doing it a disservice if i didn't um yeah, I'd be doing it a service if I didn't give it a five. Like, it's not that serious. I, I didn't get my own chapter for Minerva snapping on Fudge. I got like a whole page, which I'm I'm good with. Um, I'm good with. Give me your quote. Give me your quote. See, okay, I had I had two, but I think I think I'm gonna go with. I'll kind of I'll kind of like paraphrase one of them. The, the first one is from Dumbledore. And the second one is also from Dumbledore. The first one is just essentially Dumbledore saying, my God, I literally made you live through PTSD so that we could understand the, the answer from this. You showed so much bravery. I commend you. I wish I could do more for you right now, but I can't. And that's essentially with the first quote. Hmm. And the second quote is his him talking to uh cornelius fudge is is relatively lengthy so um it's dumbledore he's furious um you are blinded said dumbledore his voice rising now the aura of power around him palpable his eyes blazing once more by the love of the office you hold cornelius you place too much importance and you you always have done on so-called purity of blood you fail to recognize that it matters not what someone is born but what they grow to be. Your Dementor has just destroyed the last remaining member of a pure bud family as old as any and see what that man chose to make of his life. I tell you now, take the steps I have suggested and you will, you will be remembered in 
office or out as one of the bravest and greatest ministers of magic we will ever know failed to act and history will remember you as the man who stepped aside and allowed Voldemort a second chance to destroy the world we have tried to rebuild. He, his, his view is just do this now. I, I know quite a bit. I've, I saw what I saw. I heard what I heard. If you don't, if you don't put your differences aside, um, you're essentially a hypocrite also and you're going to be remembered very very poorly because you're going to essentially destroy everything we've tried to build rebuild these past 13 years after initially destroying Voldemort and getting him out of out of um out of this world and once again it's that same thing that you were kind of talking about in the the, the past chapter is it's just the, his palpable aura how he just commands so much and he is just you you never see him this angry and he's angry because he knows the dangers that lie ahead and cornelius fudge is clearly failing to act and um we'll have to see um how he can uh, rectify what happened because you just destroy the only evidence hmm. the only the only bit of testimony they got out of um barty crouch jr um, for what? Um, just out of a hunch, because he felt like it, basically. Basically. Um, you and Barry... Sorry, those peppers are coming up again. <laughs> <laughs> you went very in-depth onto how... Um, really, onto, onto like the disservice that Fudge did for not only Harry, but for the rest of the worst okay, of the Sorry, world. sorry. He, like, in that quote... That is so very Trumpian. He's basically calling him. He's like, bro, you're literally just trying to be the president. You don't even care about anything else. You're you're blinded by potential repercussions. You an idiot. Mm. I'm sorry. Very. I mean, yeah. Like, that's what he's trying to say. Um, my quote, it was actually hard for me to find a quote which is weird because there's a lot of things that happened in this chapter that were very quotable. So being the jokester I am, I'm debating if I should even say it. Mrs. Weasley nodded. She was very white. And I remember just <laughs> laughing at myself being like, Shit, yo, in the movies, she's pale as fuck. So yeah, she is very white. Um, that's my quote. Um, just because plump redhead, I love it. <laughs> um, so I gave it a five out of five. Jacob also gave this chapter a six out of five. Um, chapter winners, uh, Jacob, give it to me quick so we can. <laughs> um, it's Dumbledore for me. Um, I mean, I had two quotes from Dumbledore. I think he's he sees the danger that lies ahead, and he's trying to do everything he can, uh, given the fact that the minister of magic doesn't believe him he's going to just take matters into his own hand do what he can and that's what the he's he's getting the ball rolling with that and i i think that's just um a testament to what his goal is is to just try to create peace and unity and to remove evils from the world so dumbledore chad real chad moment my uh my my um my uh chapter winner is chad 
No, it's um, <clears throat> Albus. No, it's Sirius Black. There's really no reason. Like, I just felt as if his presence there was very powerful and very special and very. If uh, this is a this is an audio um, podcast, I, I'm very like. I'm like clenching my fists as I'm saying this. Like, you sure that's not the peppers? It's not the peppers. It it, it is a little bit. Um, just a little bit. You already know what it is. Ah, ah, ah. Um, but no, like, <laughs> it's it's just it's simply it's just one of those things that he just has a little oomph to him. Like whenever he's in a chapter, it's like fuck you 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 listen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of he snapped. Um, and the fact that he almost broke character a little bit when he started growling at Fudge. So that was funny too. Yeah. So yeah, this was a this was a good one. And uh, Joe, I don't, if you have nothing, if you want to add anything else, if not, yeah, no, this was Molly was white. Ooh, Molly be white. Um, yes, she do be white. Um, yeah, this was a good one. Um, chapter thirty six. We got one more for potentially the best Harry Potter book out of the seven. Oof. Chapter 36 of Parting Ways, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, sir. This was just another chapter. Um, See y'all. See y'all next time. Bye.